What's going on, everybody? Thanks for tuning on Pogo City Radio. I'm your host, Andrew Bedlam. We're getting this week's show started off with some Doc Rotten.
some Doc Rotten on Pogo City Radio. Now, those guys coming out of Jersey, we play them on here from time to time, played quite a few shows with them, and they uh, recently had a lineup change and just did a uh, tour, and uh, Johnny from the Ghouls from Philly and uh, Candy Cigarettes, who uh, I guess he played, what's, what's, he, what's he play, guitar in the Ghouls? He's singing, being the front man of Doc Rotten now, and I got to say, guys, I've been meaning to say this and forgot to. I saw them, I think it was with the virus or someone. I don't remember who. Dude, it was really good. It was it was really, really good. I'm not trying to disrespect the, the former lineup, but um, to my ears, you know what I mean? I, I like a heavier sound, and with it still to be catchy. That's always a, a kind of, I don't know about the head, but like kind of like blanks. It's still catchy, but like... Doc Rotten had just like that little bit more of a pop punk aspect sometimes, but after seeing them with Johnny from the Ghouls, he's his voice really kind of shrinks that pop punk element. Like I like the pop punk element in the music, not as much in the vocals, and Johnny doesn't have it as much in the vocals. And I really gotta say, guys, they they sound it really good when I saw them at the fire with Johnny singing. The band's always been great, even with the other singer. I've seen them live plenty of times, but it did change the sound. You know, a uh, a singer change is a big change. You know what I mean? And I, I, I think you're, you're guaranteed that you're going to change sounds a little. And, um, but I, I really think it dirted it up a little bit. And the music being all the same musicians for the most part is the same, you know? So, um, I really thought they did great. That uh, song right there comes from their 2019 release. That is with the original singer. I don't think they've, they haven't really had the time to put anything out with Johnny yet. He pretty much joined the band and they went on tour. I'm trying to think of who they went on tour with, but I don't remember. I know I did see him at the fire with Johnny and I had to stop him while the virus was playing and be like, dude, for real, game changer. Like, like this is definitely improving on the sound of this band to my ears. You know what I mean? I feel so bad. Like, I don't not like the Doc Rotten I've just played. I've played it plenty. I've played with them. I think it sounds awesome. But just honestly, it was like the same thing in one side. It Like, we had Milo singing, and Milo was great. But then Chris sang, and it was like, okay, this is another level. And, like, both guys did a great job, you know, but... One just dirts it up a little bit more, and I, I really look forward to hearing some new recordings coming out of Doc Rotten. Now, uh, speaking of new recordings, everyone, if you ordered, if, if you're a distro, if you're an individual person, if you ordered a fucking record, you either already have it or it's in the mail. Like that, it, boom, happy as shit. Oh my God, what a fucking headache. I have horror stories to tell you. Nothing to do with the bands or the members, just with the, the process of making the record. And we'll get to it a little later in the show. I really want the record, it, people are appreciating it, you know what I mean? Posts are going up online, everybody started. The people who I guess are local enough to the East Coast, it seems like it started popping up in people's mail yesterday. Uh, and so uh, I'm starting to see pictures and stuff like that and uh but oh my god what a nightmare story of the record once again not talking about the band members or anything the the way the record was made why it took two fucking years fyi the pre-sale 
was not two years. Either way, ridiculously too long. But uh, why don't we play some Parasitics? And uh, of course, yeah, why not? Let's play something from the new record. I know we ended the show with um, the Parasitics track on the Take the Streets release that I'm talking about, the 7-inch we just put out. I always refer to it as like the Parasitic Split. Its technical name is the Parasitics and one-sided Take the Streets. But uh, yeah, so we're going to get to the Parasitics. And I think the other day, what did we play? I think we played Do You Trust Them? So we're going to play Rise or Fall. This would be the first track on that new 7-inch. Hopefully you got it. If you haven't, there are plenty of places it is available. We'll talk about it after the track. Here's the Parasitics. God damn it, there I go. Fuck it up. I may have fucked up here. Parasitics released on Pogo City Records. That is Rise or Fall. So now you guys can get that record from the Parasitics. Perhaps you already... Now, go figure. When I put out the last one side at 7-inch, it was very limited. Um, I think we made 60 copies. And um, so, uh, yeah, when uh, the day 
I don't know if it was the day, but on the jacket or whatever, it says go to like pogocity.net. Like that week, that domain ceased to exist. All right. I've had pogocity.com for two years. It's printed on the inside of that jacket. That it also no longer exists. This happens all the time. See, what I do is because we don't really have like a website, there's no need. You know what I mean? Everything's social media websites are almost like a waste of time. What you really need is like a landing page and no one really ever goes to that either. But especially with like selling the record and stuff, I really needed a dot com to be like, go to pogocity.com. You can get the record there. Like that's like all it's good for. And so it was there. But what happens is like you can get these domain names from like GoDaddy or whatever for like $10 for like two years, right? But then when you don't renew it, and I don't fucking realize this shit, if you don't renew that shit, they, it's like a giant scam. It gets, I don't know if it's them buying it, but it gets sold instantly. And then people start emailing you, holding the domain site like hostage, like for ransom. Like it happened with, because at one time there was pogocityradio.com, which is really what I want. And um, like I started getting these messages and people are trying to sell me pogocity.com I'm like fuck you I already own it and then I go to the site I'm like oh shit I don't own this anymore and they're trying to sell it back to me but for like hundreds of dollars it's like suck my fucking dick I'll get pogocity.com Com instead of Pogo City Radio, you cocksucker. But so now we've gone through PogoCityRadio.com, PogoCityRadio.net, PogoCity.com. <laughs> but so yeah, really the best way to get a hold of us is like grabbing me by the shoulder, having like pretty eyes and grabbing me <laughs> by the shoulder. But no, uh, yeah, hit us up on Facebook or Instagram or something. But yeah, so I uh, hope you guys enjoying the record. It seems like people are. As I said, you can get it from the Parasitics. You can get it from me. You can get it from Spin Me Round. It is, okay, I should have got the actual distros, but I know it's at, like, I know where I set like a dozen copies to. Um, there's a bunch in some store in LA. There's a bunch in a store in Arizona. There's a bunch in a store in Massachusetts. There's a bunch in Philly. Uh, there's, um, I know there's a few more. Texas got a bunch of copies. Georgia got a bunch of copies. And I think that was like where like seven to 10, where those like bigger orders went, where it's like, you know, little distros or maybe small record shops, real DIY places. But if you're in those areas, I got to, I remember one was like rock and roll knife fight. I don't remember where that is though. And there was also like Boise, Oi Boys or something, I guess, I'm, I'm thinking maybe that was in Idaho. I don't know. But um, I should really go look this stuff up. Yo, it goes figure, right? I get to the post office. So um, what happened was, like, if you lived within, like, five minutes of me or if you were, like, the store that's in, like, five minutes of me or the parasitics Larry's in five minutes of me, it was, like, I got those records out, boom, on Saturday. But we didn't have enough envelopes. And I got envelopes on Sunday but then couldn't mail them out on Sunday. Had to mail it out the bulk of the individual orders on Monday. 
and I walked into the post office, right? And like, it wasn't that, it was, it was like 220, okay? So I walk in and this woman, I guess she was just getting ready to close her register and I'm gonna be her last person. I walk up with three boxes, each filled with two dozen packages. Like, I think the last package only had like 20. So we're talking 48, like 68 or so packages. <laughs> all going to different locations and um she's like oh you you have three boxes i was like oh no these are all she goes she taught me she's like these are all going to individual places i was like sorry she was like some like i don't but she was like indian or something like that and she just kept on mumbling something like things in another language and she's scanning my fucking shit and her fucking machine where like the, the post office like uses their little gun to scan and see where it's gonna go it's jamming on every other sticker and i'm sitting there and she's getting pissed because she was just gonna close she gets hit with this huge order and now her sticker machine is jamming like constantly and i'm there after the third time it jammed i'm like lady it's obviously the role of stickers like that's what's no good and you got to change that and finally she fucking changes that everybody's having a heart attack about the amount of packages and the woman's at first trying to tell me that i can't ship them the way i want to ship them and then i was like it's a vinyl record and she's like oh well that can't be shipped without this type of and somebody else is in the back is like no you can put that through as regular that's fine and uh, she was not trying to do all the work it took for ever but uh yeah luckily people have gotten them there are a few people you know who you are talking to like mariah and steve nail uh uh Haley, i think i have your records because i was told not to mail them so i have them in my possession we can get them whenever i've been waiting for them to come to my house and keep missing it but uh yeah so plenty of places to get the record i gotta find the names of the places if you're in philly i know uh jason he hasn't received his yet but he has a bunch if you're in the philly area if you guys are with hostile city or whatever if you didn't get the record you could maybe get it from jason and uh yeah yeah definitely i mean a lot of shit with united record pressing i'm not making this up i have gotten at least three messages in the past two days saying the record sounds great, looks great. So you recommend the company? Fuck no! Don't you ever fucking, oh my God, what a fucking nightmare. And anybody who is mad that it took forever, absolutely nothing whatsoever to do with me. Absolutely nothing. I literally had to call the Fraud Stoppers hotline to get United Record Pressings to return my call for my fucked up order after they took two years to get it to me. Kept dodging me. That's why the records were in my house for so long because there was problems with them. They are not at all the right color. They are not supposed to be clear with some splashes of pinks and yellow. They're supposed to be solid colors. Not to mention that costs more money to get that made. And they basically were just stand after I called the fraud stoppers because they would not return my calls because they they said like basically there's a disclaimer like if you get colored records you get what you get and i was like this is ridiculous half of these records are flat out clear like they're not opaque i was disappointed that they were opaque with highlights of yellow and pink 
the other ones are flat out clear, 150 of them. So luckily the pre-order people, I had enough to at least get them the ones that were like, had like some pink and yellow to them. But there's a whole 150 that are flat out clear. Like it's not even debatable like, oh, colors come out differently and you get what you get. It's like these are flat out clear. So I had to send, it took me weeks. I had to send all these emails and then after and videos and pictures and I had a specific agent, Corinne, who I was dealing with and she kept saying she was going to call me back. Every time I called her, she would say she was in a meeting about me she's going into one in five seconds so she'd call me back in like an hour because she's going into to a meeting about me. I called her every day for two weeks. Finally, that's when I called like the AARP's crime fraud stopper thing to get like find out what I had to do. So then I had to like, I, I, I called the receptionist and told her that I was doing all this fraud stuff. Then I finally get transferred. Corinne's like, I'm gonna be in a meeting in 15 minutes. You're gonna get a call from me. I said, if I don't get a call from you within the hour, like I'm going straight to this fraud thing all the way. You know what I mean? Because I had just the, the 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 AARP old people thing. It just gives you like all the contact information, especially because it's like in different states. Like they were hardcore ripping me off and I didn't have the jackets yet. And um, I'm like, so finally when the, the, the CEO gets on the phone, I'm on the CEO with the agent and they basically tell me to go fuck myself. And they're like, uh, you know, the, the disclaimer, like colors come out different. And I'm catching them in all these lies and using pictures from their own website and comparing them to my record. They told me we couldn't get test pressings in color. That, that that just wasn't a possibility because I wanted to see the color because it was a custom color and they said that couldn't happen. So I didn't see the records until they were in my possession. The test pressings were black. They tell me you can't get test pressings in color. I go on their Instagram. There's dozens of pictures that say test pressing with full blown color. Didn't do that to me though, right? And the labels are, are like messed up and like they're like a little rip. Don't ever use United Record Pressing. I believe I used, I gotta find the real name. It was like Freaky Frankenstein. They're out of like Massachusetts or something. Punk dude did a great job. Cut them by hand. I will say the United Records sounds awesome. And if you bought it in a store, there's nothing wrong with the record. It's not like we were charging more for the colored. They were all $10 regardless, but it cost me personally more to make the color. So like the records sound and look great to someone who's buying one. Like it, it, it really does sound great. It's a good construction, but it's the wrong color and it's not what I paid for. So like you buying it, that doesn't really hurt you. But if you were to buy a full order, they treat you like shit. They do not return your calls. And also thing that was funny with then with it being all delayed and it was only supposed to take three to six months. With it being all delayed, um, you know, rumors start happening. People are saying this, people are saying that. My favorite rumor was the fact that I took the money from the pre-order and took my kids to Disney World. I was hilarious. I was like, do you people know how much it costs to go to Disney World? Do you people really think I made enough record money off 
pre-sales, not even the record. If I would have had every copy of the record to myself, which I most certainly do not, the parasitics have half, if I would have had every record to myself, sold them all at full value, and kept all the money, I still wouldn't have enough <laughs> to do this Disneyland thing. But that ties into why I think it took so long. Because I, the way this is supposed to happen, we were supposed to pay like half the money up front, and then like half the money when the records are ready to be shipped. Okay, but I was like, fuck no, that's thousands of dollars I'm on the hook for. I'm like, you people, I said when I was purchasing the order, I said, look, I'm paying it all up front. I said, so like, I'm not giving you 50% now. I was like, I'm giving you all the money now and this is paid for and I want a receipt that says paid for. Because in my mind, I'm thinking, I don't know, and there was plenty of problems. I'm like, I don't know what could happen. Like, I, I don't want, even though I had the money in a separate account, I don't want like almost $2,000 that isn't really mine just sitting there. Like, I wanted it to be paid. So I paid them in full on day one when they accepted the masters. So because of that, it was almost like when you get someone who's doing construction at your house, and I should have thought of this, so, and like, they're, they, they got that little punch list at the end, you know what I mean? And like, you, I always hear stories like this, doing construction and then we'll be fixing people's mistakes. And they're like, yeah, I paid the guy and then he never came back and painted that wall or he never fixed that piece of flooring or he never painted that piece of trim. And I'm like, yeah, you can't give him the last payment until the job is done. I'm like, it's totally normal to pay for things in the middle, but you always gotta have some cash or because they're not going to finish, you know what I mean? And I wasn't thinking like that, and I was thinking this is a reputable company, and I was nervous with me being stuck with this money just floating there. It would have been two years. Hell no, I do not want that happening. But I think that's why then they kind of put us on the back burner, because there was no rush, because they had already gotten all the money, and that didn't dawn on me till later. So I think that's part of the reason why they kept kicking us down the road, because it was, when I first asked for the record, the agent said, oh, it's a long wait, it's like a year. And then she went, oh, I see you have a seven inch, not a 12. She goes, well, that's good news, the sevens are a lot shorter. She did say, I can't give you an official time. I also said that where we were selling the record. There was never a release date. And um, I, uh, so, but it went, she said, I should the latest have the test pressings in three months. Do you know what just happened? The day I sent the records in the mail, I saw a pop up on my Facebook was the anniversary of me getting the test pressings. It took me a year to get test pressings and then like nine and a half months to get the full pressing after that and then you people had to wait for two and a half months because I had a fight with United Record Pressings. Getting back to that, finally the woman's like, wow, half of these are clear. And I said, it's even labeled on the box wrong. I said, you can see my paperwork. I said, they're all supposed to be pink and yellow, right? Right? There's not supposed to be two different kinds. I said, well, I got two different labels. Some say clear and the records are clear and some say opaque with color and they look like shit but they are opaque with color. And then finally, she goes, now it's been a total of like 22 months. She goes, we're gonna send you a label and you can send us all the records back and then we'll remake them. So, could you imagine 
if I have these records in my possession that this company took two years to give me that came out not at all the way they were supposed to be, extremely late. I literally had to like, start taking legal action to get them to deal with my claim. And uh, so then I got real pissed off and I said I was going to send them so they would do the paperwork and just never did and got fucking piss the fuck off because I talked to the parasitics too. It would have been insane. What am I going to do? Send them back and it's going to take them two years to make two more? L l make more? Like, get the fuck out of here. Even if it only would have taken them six months. Like, are you fucking high? You obviously don't care about our business. They still wouldn't have been getting more money. Like, fucking ridiculous. If you want to know what outcome I think should have happened, we should have got our fucking money back or we should have got some type of credit like jesus christ just think of that right i will never use that company again had they given me a credit i would almost be forced to use them again because i'd be getting like a substantial discount but now they will get no money from us already working on the next record going about things i mean you live and you learn but you don't live and quit this record experience putting it out was a fucking nightmare nightmare but i definitely think you should still put out a record i'm working on putting out another record it's just you know gonna go about it differently not doing any type of pre-sale not taking any money until i have the goddamn records in my hand i will probably get the records sit on them for a month do a pre-sale with some incentive like the dvds and cheaper you know what i mean then when they're already in my possession but never will i go about it like that again I will not use United Record Wrestlings, I'll tell you that fucking much. And um, I guess I'm going to have to go set up an escrow account or something because I should not be paying for shit in full up front. Obviously, because that totally, I feel like that was a huge thing. First of all, that we were small size. But people, I didn't even order their minimum. Like, they have a minimum. And I ordered more than that. Like, so what the fuck? Like, if you don't want small business, don't take small business. And, like, you have a minimum. I exceed the minimum, and then you're a bunch of assholes. You know what I mean? And I know so many people who use this company. I'm not even lying. I wanted to use this company since I was in high school. I've been going on them. So I got the covers printed through somebody else. But that was also the last delay because Rob died. You know, he, he did the cover. But that was it. Like, <laughs> he was supposed to do the, the A, the B, the insert, you know what I mean? So I was stuck with it. And even though, like, maybe I can design, like, a shitty flyer, it's going to be formatted wrong. Things are going to be sized wrong. Things are going to be saved wrong. I'm going to do it on my phone. The pixels are going to be wrong. Boom. That's exactly what happens. So then, delay. Then that's when I get a hold of Jeffrey Boyle. He fixes it all. And like I said, it was too late of a process to add him to the credits. So he really helped me fix the inner jacket and the outer jacket. Then, boom. I finally fucking send this away. Uh, it takes me uh, like a week to get the proofs. I go to proof it. Luckily, I hit proof, but then instantly send them an email. I double check, and I never even had an image like this. I look. It's all a reverse image, as in every word and letter on the front and all over the jacket was like it was in a mirror. It was all written backwards. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? But luckily, got that straightened out. It delayed things like another week, but now... All good. If you ordered one, you either have it, it's on the way, and there's like five people who are supposed to come meet me for it. Let me know if it's good, people. All right.
Yes, rants over. But like I said, I've been asked so many times, like literally three times in the past two days. Andrew, I'm about to get a record. Do you recommend these guys? Fuck no. While this song plays, I'm going to try and find, I think it's Freaky Frankenstein. I'm going to try and find their real, I'm going to flood this dude with so much business right now. So he does them all by hand. I don't know if he has like a max amount you can order because his prices only went to like 100 or so. But perhaps there's just like no discount after that. I'm sure he would take on, you message him he'll let you know if you can take your order but they are hand done and it was the guy who did our first record and it was great it, it was great like it, it'll be clear you know what i mean it, it was it was great you know a lot less of a runaround I, I mean i even had to go out and buy polyurethane bags for these dude from freaky frankenstein or whatever it was called i gotta get the record off the walls in there you get poly bags just include it with it stuffed and everything or no but the poly bags were included but uh yeah i'm gonna go find his contact information in the meantime there is a show coming up i think it's this weekend we were talking about it last show it's with u.s chaos a band renee plays in originally her brother's band um we're gonna get to a song that they finally added to the live set that they had in the past and never played with Renee. Renee's brother was the guitarist in this diet and in this band, excuse me, and he died like over a decade ago, almost two decades, sadly. And Renee has been playing ever since. They wouldn't play Last Call for Alcohol, but the last time I saw them on like Halloween or some shit, they were playing Last Call. So uh, I, uh, I guess U.S. Chaos is playing this week. I don't know how I was not very aware of this, but uh, here's U.S. Chaos with Last Call for Alcohol on Pogo Bitches. Playing from Andrew's S22 Ultra.
some U.S. chaos right there. Ah, uh, let me get that flyer. So going down in Phillipsburg. This Saturday is U.S. chaos. Six to eight mathematics. That's cool. Offensive threat. I believe that drummer or someone in that band is now the new drummer of the Parasitics. Carousel and Homebound Booze Hounds. That's all this Saturday. How did I not realize this? Doors at 7 p.m. $15. American Legion all. <coughs> 321 Marshall Street, Peaberg, New Jersey. Ah, yes, I see Mariah messaging me about her records. That's good. But uh, yeah, come out to LCJ's fucking show. It's going to be a blast. You guys have got to see the jacket, the inner jacket of the record. Like, you have got, you've got to see it. It's hilarious. It's hilarious, at least in my opinion. It's fucking hilarious. But uh, yeah, I started a new book this week. We're going to talk about that. In a second, I haven't finished it yet. I will probably eventually spoil it. So I'm going to start warning you guys. So if you want, you can either read it or be like me and get the fucking audio version and listen to it while you destroy and rebuild houses. But uh, yeah, I, I fucking, I was scrolling through like Bolo 1037's like pictures or like their members pictures, band members, pictures, and one of them had the uh, Greg from uh, Bad Religions book, Punk Rock Paradox. And now, I mean, that definitely had me intrigued, just the fact that it had paradox in the title caught my attention before it was there. I bought it because it said Punk Rock Paradox before I even realized it was Greg from Bad Religion. Not until I heard he does like the uh, prologue. He doesn't read the whole book. You know, they want to give somebody a job, the artist speaking into the microphone but he did do the forward or whatever prologue whatever the fuck you want to call it and i was like oh this is greg bad religion oh shit yeah this is going to be really up my alley we'll talk more about that and why because it's not like bad religion is my favorite band but i definitely am already really interested in this book we're going to get to what he says was his most proud teenage moment. And that was when How Could Hell Be Any Worse come out. And we're going to get to the first track off it. Here's We're Only Gonna Die. Bad Religion from 1982, bitches. I may have f***ed up here.
Bad Religion right there. Classic, my favorite Bad Religion song. Like I said, I was never a huge Bad Religion fan, but like, you know, I like, I like songs, but the real reason I wanted this book was because I'm very interested, especially as I've grown throughout my life in like, you know, people like Greg and Milo and like, so uh, what's his name? Greg Graf Graffin or something. But um, I, I don't, I don't know his fucking last name, but uh, even while I'm listening to the book, but um, his mother was a dean at multiple universities as in not just one and the other one was ucl fucking a and like back in the 70s when a woman was supposed to know her place as the book you know sarcastically puts it there's a whole chapter about that and uh, but uh but and his father was a um what do you call it a professor so you know here's this west coast punk rock dude i love when like punks nowadays like act like you know it's like 1980 in LA and their shows get broken up by cops and like cops jump out of the car in the middle of the day and like beat them up. And I'm like, I, I, I've seen that happen like twice and I, I do punk rock always. And it's like, you see these stories in 1982 where this was happening constantly and literally like punk rockers were just assaulted in the street and that's when greg's coming around and the hb skins are starting the huntington beach skins are starting to come around and that's like what makes uh the second singer of black flag quit because everything's just getting so violent between the skinheads and between the cops and like he's coming up in that in the real shit of it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, somebody who's been to, like, Nam. Like, you want to be one of these punk rockers who... Like, I've had my arm broken by the police when I was a minor and, and went to court with Kill Cops written on my cast real fucking big. Thank you very much. So I've, I've definitely been in some shit myself. What I'm saying is I feel like a lot of punk rockers act like they've lived that life and, like, they, they haven't. Like, I'm from the suburbs, too. That shit happened in my suburbs, though, because I was an idiot. But, like, that shit was really going on then. And there he is, you know, growing up the son of a dean of UCLA. His father's a professor. He had every advantage in front of him. Um, he, he says, no, like, he doesn't feel like this harmed him, but his parents really treated him like an adult from day one. Like, he wasn't just supposed to be interested in music. At age four or five, he was supposed to explain what the melody meant to him. And he was supposed to go to art studios and say, um, like, why that Sir Truce was in that whatever. I can't believe I just said chartreuse. But... <laughs> Like, so he was, and I'm glad he said that it, it he's talking about how it affected him and uh, how it was a different way of growing up. And luckily, not that negative, because I kind of felt like it's the situation I put my kids in, but to a much lesser extent. Like, I don't expect my kids to tell me especially at age four, what the melody of that song meant. But I was very happy when my kids were like, Daddy, I like this. Like, Ava, when she was about four, she just started calling Hey You. She could barely talk, three maybe. She just started calling Hey You by Blank 77. My song, that's my song, Dada. And 
you see they have a little interest and then run with it. Same thing. The reason why Ava loves playing the bass is because I feel like, and I would hear these stories about like people would be like, you know, uh, it would always be like when I was watching Porn Stars or something like that, and they'd come in with like a 58 Sunburst Les Paul. And like, if you don't know, that's like a six-figure price guitar nowadays. It's like you'd be spending hundreds of thousands of dollars on this, right? They'd walk into Porn Stars and have no idea that it's anywhere near that value. And they'd be like, yeah, I never got into playing guitar because all I remember is my granddaddy would take this out from under the couch, and we weren't allowed to touch it. We weren't allowed to look at it. And he just kept it there, and it's in pristine shape and like that's nice to have an heirloom but if my kids are interested in music I would much rather them be musicians so when my kids came up to me and were like that's cool I was never like no you can't touch that I was like absolutely you can touch this you do not drop this daddy's gonna help you hold it and they got into it like that and I do treat my children as if they're 30 and you know what one of them acts like they're 30, and the other one acts like they're 17. And I really think that's gonna help them in life. And like, he's kinda talking about growing up like that, in a but he was still free and allowed to do what he want. These were like liberal arts people, you know what I mean? Like, and, uh, but it was very, you know, highbrow, you know, and like he, he was really trying to please his parents. And see, I want to try and stay away from that aspect with my kids, but it was very interesting because, you know, I love, I love the story of Gigi Allen. I, I want to hear about some dude, like, is he going to show up? Is he going to die on stage? Is he good? Does he suck? Are those lyrics really what he means? Like, but that's one walk of punk rock. And I, I don't like being pigeonholed or, or expect it that I'm not allowed, my brain isn't allowed to mature past the age of 16 and I can still be a punk but i totally can do that and i want to hear about other walks i know what johnny thunders did i've lived that junkie lifestyle you know what i mean but i'm more interested not more interested i'm just also interested in a person like greg's story someone who was saying no to drugs but shooting up all his friends they called him the doctor he never did drugs he would not, he did, we wouldn't even smoke weed and he's booting up his friends with heroin and he kind of feels like you know that's why they didn't od and such and such now i'm only it's only like a 12 hour audio book so i'm cheating i know but this is why i've talked about this on here before it'll be funny i'll get some like literally 27 hour like Barack Obama's memoir and I will so 27 hours if I'm working I do not work eight hour days FYI if I'm working five six hours a day you know I'm gonna have that done within the week I'm gonna listen to it the entire time while I'm at work it's gonna be in my headphones I'm gonna be focused on it I will rewind if I miss something no one's really bothering me that's how I need to listen to like Neil deGrasse Tyson and books about politics you know what I mean while I'm working and that's how I like kill the time you know what I mean and like don't have people interrupting me and such you know what I'm saying so I'll be listening to a political one and I'll get on like a political podcast later at night and they'll be like oh, I'm in chapter three I can't wait to see what happens in chapter seven and I'm laughing and I'm like at this moment in time I know more about 
this highly complex situation than this like official Yale graduated fucking uh, reporter person does because my dumb ass got the audiobook and crammed it in a week and maybe I've listened to it three times already because I definitely do that mostly with Neil deGrasse Tyson's book not so much with the political books but because uh, the political books are just the same from somebody else's perspective but uh, yeah so I go with the audio so I'm b knocking this book out quick I see Chandler in the uh, comments talking about Maddie and that's where I saw it I guess I was on Maddie's page I was on someone from Bolo's page and I saw the book and I was like getting that right now hell yes the audio version is available snatch that shit up I'm dying to get the Riz's book but like there's like limited copies of that he made that one book or something where they they sold it for like millions of dollars but then like some like scam guy bought it who like went to prison for stealing everyone's pensions and he was the dude who paid like millions of dollars for it was either like a limited Wu-Tang master or one of the Riz's books I don't know if you get into Wu you'll know like the RZA has been doing like these super limited releases like literally things that are just one of a kind and auctioning them off one of the items was bought by someone who was like the head of like Enron it really wasn't that dude but another person like that like Sam Bankman Freed the, the crypto guy who was ripping everybody off and is going to federal prison it was like somebody like that bought it <laughs> and uh, yeah so like there's all like you know it, I, I forget what they did I think they like talked him into like auctioning it off or something like that but I, I was watching some special on it but yes I love me some woo I loved the TV show I never did watch season two I gotta watch it I season one was amazing like one of the best pieces of film I've ever seen speaking of one of the best pieces of film I've ever seen I uh, some people seem to be appreciating the free copies of Pogo in the Pit 2 that may or may not have been stuffed in their envelopes when they received the latest Pogo City Records release. That is a movie made by Joe and the Unsubs, or 4D Kids Productions, Joe. And uh, he also sings in the Spiky Tops, and I know I played it on here last week, but we're going to play it again. We are writing music, taking this more serious, and uh, we're going to talk about some spiky top stuff up next let's get to our uh, only uh our only song first perhaps <laughs> but uh yeah ah shit i'm having a problem here you guys can go to youtube and you can see the video that joe from the unsubs made of us in the studio recording this track with renee blanks and uh myself and four dollars sean here is the Spiky Tops up next on Pogo City. Here it comes. Pogo City Radio.
All right, the spiky tops right there. Now, I guess I can't say that's our only song anymore. So the spiky tops, you guys know. It was supposed to be for shaking and stirred. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing with that. But the next thing we are working on is some real spiky top shit. The spiky tops was during COVID. I was trying to do a whole record of like mixed up bands. Like think of shuffling a deck of a mix of bands. It was like one-sided and the Parasitics and Blank 77 and the Oi Scouts and um, the Unsubs. And um, we were going to get all mixed up. And uh, we, we, we played um, Tim and Jade's wedding with a lineup of um, Mike Blanks and the Wasted Paradabs, like that would be something for Shaken and the Stirred. The Spiky Tops was something for Shaken and Stirred. The Bedlam recordings were, uh, the re-recordings were for Shaken and Stirred. But um, it seems like we're releasing all those tracks and maybe one day I'll compile the tracks and formally release them but the spiky tops seem to be hogging a lot of the songs that i was going to use because i was writing all the songs on the shaken and stirred record so uh, the spiky tops kind of stealing the songs that i would have released with other little side project bands if you will but being that there is no main project and sean actually wants to play drums now and uh, joe who lives the farthest all the way in virginia but also is just singing, so it's like we can get away with not practicing with him, you know what I mean? And he makes plenty of trips. He's in Philly as fucking often as I am, I feel like. So um, it seems like we're doing some of uh, my old Bedlam songs, um, and we're doing some songs that I wrote, and like I've performed live with little gigs I've done here, like maybe an acoustic set or at like some random show in between jail bids with a random lineup of people, you know what I mean? But never really like even made like demos of, but I've had these songs forever and they're like two of like my favorite songs that I've wrote, you know what I mean? And the first one, and uh, it was one that I thought to put in like just recently and now I'm pumped. It's um, going down to the bar and what actually happened was, and do, I wish I could learn the lessons I learned. And this is what I try and like teach to my kids. I try and teach my kids the lessons I learned from cleaning up my life after being a junkie and going to jail all them times. Like it would have been great if I could have learned all those lessons and grown into who I am and not like waste it like, you know, close to a decade. Not that I wasted it, but you know, I could have been a little bit more productive. You know what I mean? Where would I be now? Cause I should be dead and I'm having a blast. Where would I be? But I probably wouldn't have the knowledge I have now. I wouldn't be the person I am now. But on my uh, prefacing this, because I'm not trying to make it sound like I'm cool for this, but I was locked up for my 21st birthday. And when I say locked up, I don't even mean in regular jail. I was in the hole. You know what I mean? Like I had already been in fights and um, I was in this hole fucking we robbed somebody for like hundreds of dollars of cigarettes which is like you know a couple pouches but like on the street like it's literally like five bucks but in like county is like 250 dollars and like so there was like all this drama coming with it and people started getting in fights and i was in a fight and like i'm in the hole and um oh and when i'm in the hole yeah as soon as i get in there you're hearing shit and i'm like a scrawny 20 year old 
junky white boy. Literally my first time in jail. I really know how to get in trouble, man. Oh, you're, you're gonna die, white boy. Yo, what's good, white boy? You a snitch? That all you hear, motherfuckers. Because the way it works is like, especially because I was in a fight. So they have like the hole and they have like, you know, if you watch like locked up, like the shoe, people who are in administrative segregation, which is like most of their day-to-day -day life is conducted as if they're in the hole, but they have a few more rights. Like they're allowed to get phone calls and visits and go to yard, but they're in a cell by themselves all the other times. When you're in the regular hole, so you would be there for like in the shoe type thing, you would be in there for like being like a gang leader so like they're like more like scared of you and um so they have to give you some rights because you're not in trouble but you're very high risk so you're segregated now the hole is just like you got in trouble so you're in this like really small cell the size of my bathroom like can't even put your arms straight up to the left and right and fit can't do it all that's in there is your toilet bowl and your cot you know what i mean and uh uh, fucking, so, like, I'm in there, and it's my 21st birthday, and I can't go to yard, I can't get letters, there's people walking around, so, cause they're in the shoe, I'm in, like, whole status, but I have to be in a different housing, cause they have to separate the people in the fight, so, he got walked to the upstairs, which is, like, the regular hole, and I had to then get put in the downstairs, because we'd see each other up Otherwise, but we could still hear each other and talk shit and that's exactly what was happening You know screaming from cell to cell with everybody laughing and uh, so then people can walk around So they're coming out in front of my cell and they're like threatening me and shit You know what I mean trying to see like if I'm a bitch and they could rob me and stuff and uh, so after like a week you know, it like lightens up and people aren't trying to fuck with me and I'm just like dealing with it. But my 21st birthday comes and luckily it's like one of the nicest gestures that's ever happened to me. And it shows like how like when you're destitute, how like the littlest thing matters. And I don't know what people should take from that, but just look at this. Right. So one of the only reasons I feel like I like made it out without getting the shit kicked out of me when I was in like RHU or whatever was because the dude in the cell next to me, I could hear him and like, he was like basically like trying to act like he was talking to himself and like trying to coach me, but like not because he like wasn't supposed to. And then like, you know, I, it, like I said, it's like really like, it was like my first bid, you know what I mean? I had only been even in county and I was in minimum and I'm going from minimum to fucking like the super max, you know what I mean? And fucking, um, so, um, so, you know, so he develops like, like a liking for me and and he starts like getting stuff and then like smuggling it to me because like he can reach through the bars so like he's allowed to have books so he starts like sneaking me books and stuff but he's being like a dick and funny about it as in like he would only sneak me romance novels so the only thing I had because you're not even allowed to have a pen and a paper you could just have like a bible or a Quran that is it and um, so he's sneaking me shit and he's only giving me romance novels so I'm reading romance novels but then on my birthday he he fucking traded his tray 
and got a radio, snuck that shit to me because the Giants had won the Super Bowl the year earlier and they were hosting the opening game and like Strahan was there with the trophy. He had been retired and I was all excited. It was literally my birthday and he, um, he got me this radio and he talked the guard into letting me go to yard with him. Like I literally hadn't been outside in over a month, right? And he talked the guard into letting me go outside with him for like an hour and fucking so it would have been my 21st birthday and I was so I'm mad bummed you know what I mean and like I'm happy because I don't know like this dude unique his name was I don't know that he's like giving me the radio and I'm going outside yet and I'm like damn what would I be doing so I was kind of like promising myself and like just trying to like celebrate my birthday by being like positive like what can i do like it's not even and it was the first like i spent many birthdays in jail but that was the first one and it was 21 21 i mean i was underage drinking in bars since i was like a young teenager at certain places time to time but it was like still 21 like i could have got served could have been bar hopping and i'm sitting not only in county but in the hole you know and i'm like what would i be doing i'd, I'd be at the bar you know what i mean and so what I did was this was literally the day I came up with the idea, the name of Pogo City, which I was really thinking more of like a record label, which we're kind of growing into. But I was thinking more like a record label, but really like a studio and like place to play, like Pogo City. It was supposed to be like a location, but I was, you know, shooting kind of high. Podcasts weren't even invented yet. I'm in county. Like I was going to go to jail mad times after this too. You know what I mean? And like, so I'm just fantasizing. And this is like my birthday present to myself. Thinking about this place called Pogo City that one day I'm going to get out of here and have. And then um, I was like, and I'm going to write a song and it's got to be a drinking song because I'd be at a bar. I'd be getting shit faced. I'd be showing my ID and all proud. And I'd be going to bars that I already got served at and showing them my ID. Ah! But they wouldn't card me, will they? But anyway, fun thought. But uh yeah, so I was like, I'm going to write this drinking song, and it turned into the song going down to the bar that I have had written now for 14, 15 years. Like, I'm about to be 36. God damn. I'm going to be 36 in less than 90 days. But, um, so yeah, I wrote it 15 years ago. It's definitely one of the best pieces of music I've ever written. Now, I'm pretty sure Black Zack... I think he may have came up with the progression as in like G, C, and D, one of the most common, but I want to give credit where it's at. But the song is definitely like, it's especially when you hear the intro, it's really like intricate, like especially for me, because I went with this whole, after I played it, what it is, is it's, 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 it's as if Guns N' Roses covered Knocking on Heaven's Door with the Dropkick Murphys. So my guitar tone is straight up, and you know, I'm, bougie as hell with tone my guitar tone is straight up slash in um knocking on heaven's door but i'm playing a dropkick murphy's rhythm arpeggiated type riff so i'm playing g c and d but i'm individually plucking the chords with an irish and it definitely it sounds irish as shit with an irish twang to it i came up with the most intricate bass line i ever have it sounds great i worked it out for a couple hours last night like i had the first thing i played and like the chords go g D, C, G, uh, it goes G, C, D, G, and then it goes G, C, D, D, 
and like how D is doubled and that one G was doubled, even though you probably don't understand what I was saying, I didn't realize that at first. So as I was playing it, I was looping the guitar and then I'd play my bass over top of it. And this was like last night and with the song I wrote on my 21st birthday. And um, cause now I'm more composing it for a band. Like I've had these ideas in my head for 15 years, but I've really only ever strummed this on an acoustic and sang it at like a coffee house at like acoustic gigs. And I've also like played it on a bass and sang it, but was playing it wrong, I now realize lies and um, so it's like I really this kind of all ties back into with like Greg's book like I think of things a lot more and try and conduct myself a lot more in the manner Greg would now and I conducted myself a lot more like Johnny Thunders when I was 18 to like 28 you know what I mean and like seeing who I am and what's changed, what's come of it. So now I'm super excited about this recording because I'm finally going to record going down to the bar. And what it is, the I would I've always imagined having several versions of this song because especially the parts I have written for it, like I would love to do an actual fully acoustic version that never picks up. And uh, when I originally wrote the song and when I performed I performed it once with the River Rats and uh, it was plugged in and everything. And at that time, the way I was doing it, I was playing the whole intro and first verse and first chorus. So half the song, a minute and a half of like straight light acoustic. And it's like, that'd be cool for maybe the podcast, a record, YouTube, but a live show, you don't want to do that. So I always saw the recording as a full acoustic, a half acoustic, but now what I'm doing, because we're going to release it as the spiky tops, is I'm going to give it a four bar intro. So, you know, there's going to be 30 seconds of like an acoustic, but it'll be electric, but like an acoustic sounding clean guitar of like an Irish style riff for like 20 seconds. You know what I mean? 20 to 30 seconds. And then it's going to boom, be punk rock as fuck, our fastest song by far, as soon as the lyrics kick in. So the way it's going to be recorded now is, especially because if I ever play it, the w if I ever tried to play this intro for like three and a half minutes, as in the whole song, oh my god, would it be hard? It's so hard for me to get it right for four bars. But um, I'll get better at it. Like I said, I just perfected the bass line right before I went on the air here doing Pogo. But I'm super proud of it. I want to put it on Facebook, but like I would like it to be like more polished. Like Sean's all excited. He posted this video of us being real sloppy with one of our songs, Drunk and Horny. But like I don't care. I post stuff like that all the time. But like this, I would like, like, oh, I care. Like it's like, oh, I can make this really good. So it's like I want to spoil it, but I at least like want it like almost like where I can play it like real fluently. But uh, cause yeah, I'm definitely and it's gonna be punk as fuck. It's gonna be heavy. It's gonna kick right in, and that's the way like we'll play it live. And it's really probably the best way for people who would consume music of a band I was in. That's probably what they would appreciate the most. You know what I mean? Cause like, it's like it's not too Dropkick Murphysy where it's like. Where, and like, so the song's always gonna have that ar Irish feel, like even when it's full force, like it's still gonna be, it's gonna be like a heavy, 
old Dropkick song, not like a new Dropkick song. The intro would be like a new Dropkick song, but then it's going to kick into like an old Dropkick song. But the way I EQ myself is a total slash ripoff. And yes, I know I'm kind of saying like, damn, my tone must be kind of good then. But no, like, yeah, no, I'm good at finding tones. I by no means have uh, Slash's uh, technique and capability, but this is a total, like, this is how Slash would play this, and I made my guitar sound like Slash's. Like, you have no, I am so proud of it, but I cannot wait to record this song. Like, it's it's really going to be a great song for a record, and like I said, we're going to, it's going to be punk as fuck, so I'm really excited about Drunk and Horny. Like I said, 15-year-old story, really, like, the, 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 the changes and ebbs and flows I went through are like in this song, you know what I mean? And it's good because I did like accomplish those things. Not that I own a club or anything, but Pogo City Radio is huge. I don't, and like, it's definitely the most outside of my family, like my kids and Jessica and Renee, who's my family. Outside of that, like it's the most enjoyable thing about my life. And like my whole family is a part of this. So I could legit say, Pogo is the best part of my life because Pogo is my family and I'm not even trying to be cheesy but like so real happy to have that record that was such a pain in the ass and it taught me lessons not gonna quit got the next one on the way I don't know to what capacity we'll be releasing these songs but we're going to record this summer in Virginia at least four we're gonna re-record the song we just played God damn, my guitar is too low in that mix. I'm doing the little na 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 na. Sounds like somebody like picking on you. That's always how I pictured it. Like I wanted it. Like I kind of felt like Screeching Weasel did that in like Cool Kids. Like they literally sang like they're going na 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 boo boo at some point. And like that's what I was going for at that song for some reason. And so that's my guitar going na 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 na. That should be louder. That should definitely be louder. Miss Queen Renee over there, fattening up that mix, taking all the room. But <laughs> Renee on the solo, me on the little bullshit leads and bass, uh, Sean on drums. But we're going to re-record that, and we're going to hopefully record four new ones. I mean, we know three, so we're going to record fucking... Um, What's it called? Let's Go Pogo, which is the one we just played. We're going to record Going Down to the Bar, Drunk and Horny. My other personal favorite that I've only played a handful of times and never recorded is Party Till Your Guts Fill Out. So finally recording that one. And then I have uh, some new riff that um, we're going to see if Joe's lyrics go for it because Joe said he has lyrics to something and I got some catchy ass riff that would go great for his bands. And then maybe we squeak in a cover. Who knows? But we're going to record in Virginia. We're going to be taking our time a lot more than we did with the last recording that cost us way too much money but uh and still wasn't great but super excited about that got a lot on the horizon let's see what else do we got to hit we were talking about um talked about the show which is going on this saturday in Peterburg. talked about the parasitics record bad religion unsubs yes i did want to play the broken cuffs they just played to a sold out crowd with total chaos i was watching videos from it this morning on my um, facebook or whatever we love ricardo i'm gonna see if we can find oh i almost 
Got to protect that big old bong. Um, I'm going to see if I can find the flyer. I think it's Delaware where they're playing with Chupa. I'm not sure. We're going to get to him right now while I look for the flyer talking about the broken cuffs. And sorry, playing my favorite song, These Boots, up next on Pogo. Playing from Andrew's S22 Ultra. I don't know why that keeps happening. The Broken Cuffs. Now uh, they are from Palmdale. That's always how I remember his Afro man now. Because we used to say like LA or San Diego or someplace that was not correct. But it's Palmdale. And I remember that now because I always think of where is Sai Palmdale? Well, as Afro man walked through the white land, houses went up for sale. I'll stop now. I'll stop. I swear to God I know every word to that song. And I have sang it many times. Kiss my motherfucking ass. But uh, yeah, I'm trying to find... Here it is. 
I think this is the flyer. Uh, punk festival. Nope, not that one. Damn, this is going down in Mexico. Are the Broken Cover players playing this? Yeah, I guess it did it already happen, or is it this Saturday? What's the date? Damn, we're gonna talk about this real quick. So I don't read Spanish, so I I think this might happen this Saturday, or it already happened. I don't know. Huge show going down in Mexico called. Everything's in Spanish. I'm sorry. I can't make heads or tails of this. The Broken Cuffs played it. It seems huge. If you're going, you already know about it. <laughs> like, I don't, or it happened, and I'm sure it was awesome. I have no idea. Okay, here's what I was looking for. I was saying Delaware. I mean Baltimore. I know Matthew's down there in Virginia. Like, Jesus Christ, Andrew forever trying to promote our band and giving the worst information. We are not from West Virginia. We are not playing in Delaware. We are from Virginia, and we are playing in Baltimore at the I-95 Punk and Ska Music Fest. Just jump right on in Philly. Take I-95. Head out down there to Baltimore. And uh, on June 8th, which is a Thursday at the Crown, you guys can find Violent Way, School Drugs, Our Boys in the Broken Cuffs, Chemical X, The Stress, the next night at the same venue, June 9th, Friday at the Crown, which is on Charles Street in Baltimore again. We have Memphis Ska Fellas and uh, we have The Take. Ah, The Take also getting ready to do a free show at Bowery Electric this summer. Gotta find more info on that. Getting back to this I-95 show, looking at Bastard Brigade, Italian Blood, and I Juggernaut. The final day of the festival is Saturday, June 10th, and this one's at the Depot, which is on... Also on Charles Street, but right down the road uh, in Baltimore. Different venue, but right down the road. Uh, you're going to have Patriot headlining, Mob Mentality, a special guest. The Ice Cold Killers, I believe they come out of Long Island. We've booked a couple shows for them. Have them on Pogo quite a few times. Uh, Shaved for Battle, Chupa Scabra, and Paperback Tragedy. So Chupa playing the last day, and uh, Broken Cuffs playing the first day. Come early, guys. Both those bands playing towards the beginning of the show. I don't think either one of them is going first, but I'm pretty sure they're both playing early. So make sure you go early to that. It's right in Baltimore more not that far and it is tomorrow so that will be a blast i wish i could go but yeah that's not happening uh yeah broken cups doing a lot of big things man happy to see so much out of them i would love to release a split with them uh they never said they were i'm just saying it would be great i don't they don't really seem to do splits I don't know. I'm just speaking now. But uh, yes, I would love. They're the perfect band. You know what I mean? They all work hard. They all promote. They're all great guys. I mean, I personally don't know the drummer. They have a new drummer. But I'm sure if he's in Ricardo's band, he's great. And I always call people with the name Kobe and Colby the same damn thing. So sorry, but... Colby or Kobe, he's fucking awesome too. And he has mad fun. He looks great up there on stage, running around, playing on his back, scooting all around. And uh, what was he on the Kiss Cam? I think I saw, I wasn't there, but on Facebook, I saw him on the Kiss Cam for a uh, punk rock bowling. I'm sure uh, plenty of people were at that. I have never been. If I had a chance to go, I would definitely go, but I've never been. I, I, I would, I, it's like, that just seems like a lot. And like, I would, 
I would. I'm. I feel better if I could go to bowling or CY Fest and only one. Go and see why. Go and see why. Especially with this. Uh, I don't. Is this the last? I know corrupted youth. This is their last show. But um, I don't know if. No, I'm not saying anything. I can't wait for CY Fest because I don't know what the official thing is. What is the dates of CY? I believe it's the end of. August. It's Labor Day weekend. Going to be over Jess and myself's birthday. She's August 28th. I'm September 4th. I'm exactly 51 weeks older than Rude Girl Jess. But getting to the CY Fest Instagram right now. Uh, just 13 more weeks, apparently. Can I get a flyer, CY? Here we go. Okay, so Slaughter and the Dogs at the top of the ticket, the Verrukers, the, the skeptics for my man Sean, the Unseen. I'll be lucky to get to see pretty much every show the Unseen plays this year. Um, special duties, the Crumbums, uh, the Davachkas, no Stephanie, the Erections, Total Chaos, Ascidents, the Riffs, Defiance, like punk fucking. Cores, Defiance, Hat Trickers, Tulsa Doom, The Almighty Blank 77. Pardon my French, but you're an asshole. The dwarves just cursed me because, like, they just, like, a, 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 a little imp came up, pushed my heavy-ass microphone off the table into my knee, made me hit the wrong button because I call blank 77 the almighty blank 77 when it's only the dwarves that are the almighty dwarves. I apologize. Oh, wise ones. Nah, but seeing the dwarves last weekend was fucking great. We're going to play them next. Talking more about CY Fest. I almost just died. But uh, yeah, the date is Saturday, September 2nd. So what do we, like, fly back on, like, my birthday or something? I don't fucking know. But uh, so September 2nd, it's a one-day festival. I'll be out there for a couple days with Renee and Rude Girl. Uh, a bunch of people will be out there, but we're staying, doing our own thing. And uh, yeah, it's going to be a blast, CY Fest. Dogface Bastards all also playing Cinderblock, The Voids, Lab Rats, and Knuckle. I can't understand the logo. People make logos people can understand. That's all I got to say. But uh, yeah, CY Fest. Can't fucking wait for that. But I'm sure you people had a blast at bowling. Let me atone for my sins and play the almighty dwarves up next. Okay, so uh, what did we play? We played, um, what did we play? Uh, the Dwarves are still the best band ever. Let's just get high and fuck some sluts. We played that last time. Why don't we play um, Sluts of the USA? Which record is that? I think it's on Invent It Rock and Roll. Here it is, The Dwarves with Sluts of the USA on Pogo. Goddamn bastards. I just suck at life. Maybe this time it won't say uh, we're listening to it from my goddamn S22 or whatever. We are the sluts of the USA. We are the sluts of the USA. And we can fuck and we can suck and we can bust a nut. We wouldn't have it any other way.
we gotta do a twofer from the dwarves. Hopefully I don't start a goddamn fire. I am stupid as hell. Okay, we are gonna get to another one from the dwarves. Here is Pimp. The world wonder, long dick book bender, all night grinder, wound finder, sheet shaker, baby maker, and money taker. <laughs> Okay, we're having a three-way with the dwarves, and uh, we are going to listen to Demonica. That's a big old bong. <laughs> I said, God damn. God damn. All right. That was the dwarves. We just had a three-way with the dwarves. I can play a fourth one, but nah, we're probably going to get muted. They're on some bigger labels. We're playing mad of their shit now. Uh, yes, but if for some reason you're watching this and it is muted, you guys can just go get the podcast. It sounds better. Sounds way better. Um, fucking Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, 
wherever the fuck you find podcasts, just type in Pogo City. You can't go to pogocity.com anymore. I'll get another one sometime soon. And um, you can go to Podbean, though, so you can get the Podbean app. You can just search Pogo City Radio. That's one thing, dude. You type in Pogo City. You don't even got to put radio. You type in Pogo City, and motherfucker scratchers coming up. It don't matter where the fuck you are. Same thing. Smell spiky tops. A lot of people putting the E in it. Even Renee, little miss technical Renee, throwing the E in spiky tops. If you spell it right without the E, my dumb ass talking about people spelling and shit. But, uh... English, motherfucker! Do you speak it? But, uh, yeah. It, we the first thing that pops up. So type in spiky tops. Yeah, there's a little video I put up that's got a, a bunch of plays on our channel. It comes up. It's the second thing that comes up if you type spiky tops in YouTube. It's us recording the song. Little video that I forgot I made. And I was like, oh, damn, cool, yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, then the track, the video of the actual syncopated track is there. So yeah, please give us a follow, Instagram, all that shit. Definitely, ha. Huh, my mind is so freed. Like, the records. Anything else, like, I don't, I don't know anybody like a goddamn thing. Like, it's, it's like, it's like done. Like, if you want some, I got some. But like, yeah, I don't have this like huge fucking thing hanging over me. It's great. Every one except like those five. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. You can. There's more though. So buy it. But oh, feels so good. I can like focus and think now. Fucking two years. You just see the inside of that jacket. It's hilarious. Nothing mean about anybody. Just a fun, a fun little poem or something. It's not a poem, but a fun little something on the inside of that jacket you guys will have to read. Maybe I'll start the next show with me reading it in a dramatic styling. Uh, yes. But I think we're going to get the fuck out of here because I ain't got nothing else to fuck to talk about. I mean, I could talk forever, but I want to go play. It's like kids' last day of school. I didn't have work. I'm going to go jam the fuck out like I was doing before I did this. Yeah, you know I mean, but now nah, I'm gonna get back to Pogo once a week. We'll be in Pogo once a week. We're coming back once a week, once a goddamn motherfucking week, people. Once a goddamn motherfucking week. That's what we're gonna do, and we leaving you with some blanks. I don't know where I was going with it. I, I was gonna say something clever. I took a lot of dabs. You're lucky I know how to operate this shit. We are <laughs> going to leave with something coming off the final album. Because it does not get enough love, but it, they're all great. Tanked and Pogo's the best, but the other two are amazing. Like, I hate saying Tanked and Pogo's the best, even though it is. I hate saying that because, like, I feel like it diminishes the others. The others are great, though, and they should get love, but Tanked and Pogo is the best. But the others are great, and we're going to listen to one of the other ones. And who am I kidding? We might listen to a few. We're going to listen to a few. I played No Big Deal last week. Ah, girl can't rock and roll. Here we go. Blanks up next, bitches.
Okay, I have many mixing boards. I have, that does not mean that I'm not pissed off as fuck that this channel is shitting out on me. That's why my levels have been all fucked up. I know for like months, like your like left or right ear has been substantially louder. And especially today, I'd be fucking with it so hard trying to fix it. It's like, goddamn channel. Because I punched the board and it kicked back in. And that pretty much only means that. And then I hit it again and it cut back out. Goddamn son of a... God damn bitch. I'll just have to plug everything in a different channel. We're going to deal with it. I'm going to play another song. I have this stuck in my head. I love this fucking song. That last song is awesome. This song is never thought of. It's never fucking played. It's never talked about. And it's fucking great. It's just another fucking song. You realize they have a song called Just Another or some variation like Just Another Number, I'm Not Just Another, and Just Another, and then you got the other one. It's not called it, but it's I Don't Want to Be Another Face. What's the name of that one? It's something else. But yeah, they, they don't want to be another. They are by no means another. But they do have another song with another in it. Here's Blanks, Just Another, coming off CBH, Cump Bitch, Hua. Here's CB, uh, yeah, what did I say I was going to play? Just Another. Duh. <laughs> I'm having I'm having some issues. I may have f***ed up here. Okay, we can get the fuck out of here. It's been a good show. We're going to leave with a good band. A band who I haven't heard anything from in a long time. And I've seen the members, and I still don't hear anything. But I still really appreciate this track. And we are going to leave with the Droogettes. Coming off of Violated Records. Rachel's band, Jen's band, Eli's band, Ginger. And we are going to play one coming off 
the, 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 the I don't know what the fuck it's coming off of. We're playing No Apologies because I like that song a lot. So we're going to play No Apologies. I think it's on the record, the full length, at least the one with... Uh, I have it here somewhere. The one where they're like standing on the front cover. I don't fucking what it's called. Remember what it's called. I'm trying to type in Drew Getz and shit and talk at the same time. Fucking painting my goddamn ass. You know what I mean? Like I got the record. I got the record to like everything we played. Well, kind of. But like it's a bitch to play and like flip and like especially like we've done plenty of shows where we just play vinyl. But even when we just play one, God forbid it's like the third track and we got to try and like drop it right on the groove in real time. And uh, <laughs> you know, it, it's fucking hard as fuck. And so is talking and finding the goddamn Drew Getz video for no apologies. Jesus Christ. You know, oh, that's why. So people, you'll have to uh, deal with this. I'm sorry. There we, why are the Drew, uh, like, okay, we're going to play something else. We are going to play <laughs> the Drew Getz with uh, It Ain't Right. Here we go. God damn. Listen to us next time. City Radio. Now, 
I was looking for no apologies and I couldn't find the Drew Getz because as now once I played the song list, I was trying to talk and type. I had it typed in D T O O G E T T E S and like I could not find because I couldn't, because the T, the R looked like a T, and blah, 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 blah. I wasn't going to leave all, like, as, like, fucking shitty of an outro as that was. So we're going to get the fuck out of here. I think I am going to record a video today. It's going to be a fun little video. Just going to, like, screen share my computer. I found this awesome pedal company in Canada called, um, like, Gup Tech or something like that. I'm going to go on their website. They got a lot of cool pedals, a lot of cool designs like it's definitely something for the eye like do you know what i mean they got a lot of like pop art type stuff on their pedals and also like for example like one of them's like the ice cream boost and it's got like this pop art of like an ice cream on it and like say like the background's pink it has like green ice cream and a brown cone but you can also get one where the pedals like teal and it has um you know purple ice cream or whatever so even the same exact pedal has different color variations and they got a lot of cool logos and it's not just about the aesthetic but that is what's drawing me to them they got some cool circuits and uh, we're going to take a look at some of those also i might make a quick video for youtube i'm thinking about um have you guys seen this bigsby foot pedal you know, like a Bigsby tremolo you would have on a guitar, like a, a whammy, like a like a specific kind. The Bigsby, Paul Bigsby was the man who invented it. But um, <clears throat> I had a guitar with a Bigsby on it. Very country looking, very elaborate, but um, a vibrato bridge, you know. And uh, But somebody made a foot pedal out of it. That's a uh, pitch shift and uh, very responsive. Might take a look at that as well, but uh, you'll have to be on our YouTube, subscribe to it, to get notified. So please go to our YouTube, Pogo City Radio. Uh, just type in Pogo City Radio. You guys can hit subscribe on YouTube. And uh, I'm definitely doing the Guptech video. I don't know if I'll have it published today. I'll probably have it published today. I don't think it'll be that much editing. So uh, yeah, but go subscribe to our YouTube. Go check out the Joey Ramone video, Dead Boy and thunders videos if you haven't yet got a bunch of other shorts with gear videos as well some longer content also like i said if you're watching live you can find the podcast in its entirety on spotify and apple Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts just type in pogo city radio it is always free they might add commercials but it's always free and uh, if you do have a paid membership to whatever platform we ain't got no goddamn commercials. We are getting the fuck out of here, though. Thanks. Uh, you guys can still share this video if you like. It'll play from the beginning. We'll have the podcast up in like 20 minutes if you guys want to look out for it. But, uh, yeah, catch you guys next time. Here's the Drew Getz with the track I really wanted to play. No apologies. And I ain't apologizing. Oh, my God. It's really not on my page anymore. <laughs> I ain't apologizing, motherfucker. Here's the Drew Gats, no apologies. The promo video.
Party's over. See you guys. Go uh, follow the Drugettes on Spotify or something. Maybe they'll come out with stuff one day. Give us a follow. Give Pogo City Radio. Yeah, follows everywhere. At Pogo City Radio. Don't forget about YouTube. That's at Pogo City Radio 77. See ya.